Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 That's 800-754-4531. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Let's get it on. Let's get it. Mike Sempervivi here with you for the next hour, talking professional wrestling and mixed martial arts. Actually, we're not talking at all about mixed martial arts. You know, that's how long that we've been doing this show for, that that is still stuck in my brain after all of these years. But no, it is just professional wrestling today, and maybe, just maybe a little bit of slap fighting. But it is Wrestling Observer Live here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. And however you're joining me today, tune in iHeart, American Forces Radio, sportsbyline.com, over the air air affiliates even, like the Mightier 1090 podcast, replay on SiriusXM, or video streaming on Twitch or on YouTube. Just want to thank you for spending a little bit of time with us today. Hopefully, wherever you are, it's sunny outside. And if it's not, I certainly hope it's sunny in your mind. Partly cloudy right now for me because I have this big overhang of sinus that is going on right now. But there, as always, there's a lot to get into today. Once again, Jim Valley is joining me. You can check him out solos on Saturday here on Wrestling Observer Live and We have the world-famous Raw report to get into, and we'll be taking a look at the hits and misses of that show coming up in the last segment. But if you didn't know, and you may not, you have some hosts with you uh, today who have a little bit of knowledge on the Japanese wrestling scene. Uh, Myself and Adam Summers have been doing the Adam and Mike Big Audio Nightmare at the F4WOnline.com site for about 15 years now. And my co-host, Jim Valley, has not only been a close observer of professional wrestling in Japan for years, he's also traveled over there and does the Pacific Rim podcast with probably the most prolific and uh, prestigious Japanese wrestling reporter going, uh, Fumi Saito. So we're going to get into a little bit of Japanese wrestling today, and I think the timing of it is pretty good, not only because Mercedes Monet, the former Sasha Banks, looks to be driving into the Tokyo Dome and into stardom very, very soon, but also Bronson Reed made his appearance on Raw last night, ending any speculation that he may be back in New Japan. We'll get into all of that and more when we get back on Wrestling Observer Live. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor. 
such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153 That's 800-943-2153 The Loomis Della Company partners with Santa and the Scout Elves in offering one-of-a-kind joyful family moments at Christmas time. From the elf on the shelf to elf pets and elf mates, these family traditions are simple and timeless and have been creating lasting memories for families all over the world. From books to Claus Couture elf clothing to special insta-moment pop-up elf scenes and family games, we celebrate merry moments with you and your loved ones to create memories that will last a lifetime. And everyone has an Elf on the Shelf story, like this Elf on the Shelf family tradition. You know, I got to tell you, my kids do not like to get up for school in the morning. But when the holidays finally come around, they are up and ready early because they want to know where their Elf is now. The Elf makes our holiday season. Celebrate merry moments with the Lumistella Company this season. Visit ElfOnTheShelf.com for games, Elf ideas, crafts, and more. That's ElfOnTheShelf.com. The Lumistella Company is home to the best-selling holiday tradition, the Elf on the Shelf. And this holiday season, Santa knows that Magifreeze clothing gives Scout Elves all-day standing power to create elf scenes that rise above the rest. Brand new this year is the Rainbow Snow Pixie Magifreeze with magical standing power. Just for Scout Elves who love flights of fancy, especially when they're glittery and filled with rainbows. Visit ElfOnTheShelf.com for games, elf ideas, crafts, and more. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. The announcer got it half right. Mike Sempervivi here with you along with Jim Valley sitting in for Brian Alvarez as he looks at the weather forecast and decides that maybe he won't leave Orlando and come back to Seattle just, just quite yet. So <laughs> you know how we do this, though. Or an hour at a time every single day. But if you want us 24-7, you can find us on Twitter. I am at Sempervivi. Jim Valley is at Jim Valley. The timeline for this show is at W-O-N-F-4-W. The broadcaster is at Sports Byline USA. And if you love pro wrestling, at Mid-Atlantic Pod and Patreon.com slash Mid-Atlantic Podcast. 
And hey, make the wrestling news part of your day as well. All the news that you need to know to get your day started, get you up to date, or get you to your favorite review pod like Wrestling Observer Radio with Dave Meltzer and Jim Valley, which is up for subscribers. And you can catch out some catch some YouTube clips as well. Just go over to there. Get a little taste of that. Maybe you want to go ahead and sign up. All that information is available there on uh, YouTube and on the front page at F4WOnline.com. And, uh, Jim, you know, I obviously we're going to have a lot to get into when it comes to Raw. But as I mentioned at the top of the show, maybe some people out there don't know that I've been doing the Mid-Atlantic or the uh, the Admin Mike Big Audio Nightmare for quite some time covering the Japanese scene. It's been Oh, God, uh, around 2002, I actually started up covering things like K1 and Pride and New Japan, and, and it kind of went from there. You were sure with, with Fumi Saito, that's on the site, the Pacific Rim podcast, one of the smartest, most intelligent Japanese wrestling podcasts out there, which really gives people a different perspective because obviously Fumi is over there and he has had so much experience covering the Japanese wrestling scene as well as the American wrestling scene for for decades now so this feels like the right time to to dive into Japanese wrestling especially with Bronson Reed appearing on Raw last night thus putting an end to any hopes for a lot of people that he would be appearing once again in New Japan and I guess we'll go ahead and start there I was a little surprised by some of the response that I heard and saw last night while the show was going on with him debuting. I don't want to say it was hate thrown at Bronson Reed. I think it was a lot of disappointment for people who wanted to see him stay in New Japan, but it certainly seemed like over the past several weeks, all of the tea leaves were were reading that he was going to be leaving uh, New Japan and going back to WWE. He had dropped his match with PCO uh, in Impact. He had dropped a match with Kazuchika Okada uh, after the G1. He was not booked on the Tamashi shows in opening up the Australian market. And it just seemed to be like this was the obvious thing that was going to happen, but there seemed to be a lot of pushback. I don't know if you saw that as well. Well, I think the dynamic is going from a serious competitor in the G1 had a great G1 even beat Okada you know that's a that's a big deal in New Japan so to go from being a potential gaijin monster and a player in New Japan to being cast as uh, right now anyway seemingly heavy for the Miz I think as far as optics go, fans are disappointed that Miz is sort of seen as a clown, not a serious wrestler, even after all of these years and all of his accolades and all the things that he's done, Miz still gets no respect, but that's another story for another time. But I think it's those two vectors that matter. But at the end of the day, Dave and I talked about it last night on Wrestling Observer Radio, Bronson Reed is more than likely making a considerable amount more being in WWE than being in in New Japan. Did it surprise you at all that, and I guess it really, you know what, for you it wouldn't surprise you uh, because you know how this works when it comes to New Japan and contracts, and we've seen it with Carl Anderson. 
the structure of how Japanese companies usually do their contracts, a lot of it is still handshake and, and word of, of, uh, of the person and the hope that they're going to live up to their word and, and handshakes and such. And we have now seen that get New Japan into trouble a lot, frankly. I mean, it happened with Trent when AEW started. Uh, we've seen it with Carl Anderson not having something truly on paper before they gave him the Never title and started to plan things out with him. And now in this case with, with Jonah, uh, Bronson Reed, it is really difficult for me to believe that they don't need to change things dramatically. And we've already seen length of contracts change, where a lot of one-year contracts that would be picked up in February or two-year contracts that would be picked up in February have now changed to longer term. Kazuchika Okada, Jay White, reportedly two of those people who AEW was interested in uh, at the time that they re-signed, both were rumored to be longer than they would usually do for, for someone is this just something that they now, if they're going to expand, has got to change and they have got to figure out a way to really make this make this more beneficial to them so they don't have these types of issues? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it's embarrassing maybe, I guess, with Carl Anderson, but with all due respect, I don't know if that's a major a major loss. Um, so, you know, I mean, all three of them. It's something, but it's not... Like you lost Okada or someone huge. It's not, you know, a whole lot of money at the box office. But yeah, it is a little embarrassing and a little annoying, probably. But I think, yeah, when you're going to deal with Westerners, you're probably going to have to fashion some sort of Western-style contract. One thing that I saw some people, in fact, it was more than I would have expected, although with my timeline being curated in the way that it is, maybe I'm not too surprised, but there were people that were, man, they shouldn't have wasted the time doing this with Jonah and giving him the run in the G1. And Carl Fredericks, you know, maybe he should have deserved right. that spot. And obviously there was uh, some, I, I don't want to say hard feelings. It seemed like he felt some sort of way, though, about the fact that he was not selected to compete in the G1, at least as far as his social media went immediately after that. And the thing that I, I kind of, and I didn't respond, and I, I'm not, bottom line, I'm not sure if Carl Fredericks is going to be, long for new japan as well too he hasn't been there on a regular basis and there has been talk with him also possibly going to wwe those rumors are out there when it comes to some of their guys like a carl fredericks the carl the uh the 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 clark connors uh some of the the younger guys that they have coming up and going through the system for those guys who are internationally based but are going through the L.A. dojo and kind of getting their education that way, is it is it more imperative that they start locking those guys down as well, too? Or is it would that be even cost-effective, where you're starting to put guys under contract like AEW and NXT are who, you know, really are, in their eyes, you know, their, their prospects really more than anything right now? You know, we you could expand this conversation out even further. Uh, you know, we've seen people that are unhappy with their creative that sit out and tweet about it. 
in other companies. Um, you know, do you want someone under contract that is going to be unhappy? If Carl Fredericks is unhappy, how much is he going to contribute to the team, quote unquote? Um, for me personally, you know, with the changing dynamics of professional wrestling, is Vince coming back? Is he not coming back? Bookers can change at the drop of a hat. Um, your situation with television could change at the drop of a hat and the whim of an executive. This is a very unstable business at times, and I think loyalty would go a long way. I think we're going to find some people who are going to be men and women without a country soon, so to speak. And every time a uh, somebody does not take a spot, that means a spot is open for somebody else as well, too. So there's always potential for somebody to fill all those spots. And we got a lot more to get into on this subject, including Sasha Banks, stardom, and so much more when we get back. Wrestling Observer Live. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. 
Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can and start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Mike Sempervivi and Jim Valley here with you. It is Wrestling Observer Live. And we're actually talking a little bit about Japanese wrestling today and spoke a little bit about Bronson Reed at the uh, front part of the program here. But how can you not talk about Sasha Banks slash Mercedes Monet? Apparently she is uh, looking to do some work while she is in Japan here uh, in the next upcoming week looking to do some appearances and things like that. Certainly looks like she is going to be a part of the January 4th show, staring down the winner of Tam and and uh, Kyrie uh, for the IWGP Women's Championship. And then, of course, that opens up the door for stardom. And, Jim, uh, Adam and I talked about it. I know you've talked about it as well, too, plenty of places the money that they're kicking out for Sasha Banks, all these rumors on what it is, the way I look at it, hey, this is part of the advertising budget. You're never going to make back the money in tickets, at least not initially. You're not going to make it back. I don't believe in any sort of subscriptions. But what you can make it back in is attention. You can make it back in hype. You can make it back in all that sort of in all those sorts of ways. And that is ultimately going to be, to me, uh, the most valuable part of having Mercedes slash Sasha anywhere in Japan. Uh, do you agree? Absolutely. You know, when you look at the history of wrestling, you look at, for example, WCW was starting to gain momentum and getting a foundation with Nitro. Hall and Nash show up. And because you're this foundation with Nitro, it's a big deal. Hulk Hogan turns, boom, you got a spark. It sends them to the stratosphere. WWE was putting together a string of great Raws, built momentum and a foundation with Steve Austin, brings in Mike Tyson off of his controversial split with Don King, boom, new Attitude Era explosion. Same thing with 85, MTV, Mr. T, boom. TNA, bringing in Pac-Man Jones and all the people that they did, never had the foundation, never had that momentum, the, the, the wood or the kindling, when that spark happened to create that huge fire, to use the metaphor. Stardom has been the company that has probably grown the most over the height of the pandemic. It has a long foundation, putting together great matches. All of its wrestlers look like stars, are all very good 
wrestlers. So you have that spark of Sasha Banks. And I'm not saying it's going to be Hulk Hogan levels or anything like that, but I think we will see a noticeable growth in stardom because it has that foundation, has that momentum, and Sasha will be that spark that brings eyes to the product. And one more thing, I think that fans of Sasha Banks probably know about AEW. I think she'll bring some eyes in theory if she would go. I don't, that's another story. But how many fans of Sasha know about stardom? That's why I think, like you said, it's part of that advertising budget. But I think stardom is the promotion to watch in 2023. The obvious match to make, in my eyes, is, of course, Kyrie because she's got the most Western uh, attention. Uh, she's got, you know, the years in WWE that she worked after leaving stardom as, as Kyrie Sane in both NXT and on the main roster. She was a fixture there for quite some time. So it just seems on paper that that is the most obvious match to make. Is there any way you could see on January 4th uh, Tam Nakano actually winning that title, and you actually go ahead and do Sasha Banks first uh, with Nakano as opposed to Kyrie, or is that just crazy? I mean, you could do anything. Um, I mean, obviously, because of the name, Kyrie is more attractive, I guess, maybe to some fans. But, I mean, Tam Nakano may not be known to every fan in the world, but she's no slouch. She's freaking great. And I think even though many fans may not know who she is, I think she could get herself over if she was Sasha Mercedes' opponent. Um, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be disastrous. That's, I would say that. There are a lot of great wrestlers, and as you mentioned, they they look like stars. The presentation of these women when they come out, I mean, there are, look, Starlight Kid and Sasha Banks has probably got to be the hardcore women's wrestling fans dream match. Uh, maybe not. There's plenty of them out there, but that seems to be the one right now that on paper, if I said that's the one, you know, what's, what are the hardcores going to jump on? It's probably going to be that, but obviously, Saya Kamintani, uh, Suri, and of course, you know, and plenty others, Utami Hayashishida, but Julia. Yep. I'm obviously, uh, look, if you ever, anybody that ever, has ever heard the item like Big Audio Nightmare, I am way in the tank for Julia as far as looking at somebody who could be the next breakout worldwide star coming from stardom. You know, absolutely. The Eo Shirai's and the Kyrie's and, and many of the other women who have, have gone through stardom and then went elsewhere and elevated up their names. I think Julia is that woman. She obviously oh, is going after the red belt coming up here. I cannot, uh, you know, I, I can obviously picture a way that Suri can win, surely, but it certainly seems like Julia is, is going to be, you know, taking home that title. There are so many matches for her based in Japan, but is she the one? Am I overstating uh, what I think about her? Do you think out of everybody in stardom right now, is she the person that is most likely to break out to the American viewer? I think so. I think so. I mean, here's the thing. Some of Sasha's fans will look at this and, you know, it's a Japanese promotion. 
their Japanese sensibilities. And they will look at these things, and I'm not talking about racism. They will honestly look at this and go, I don't understand this culturally. It's just, you know, I don't, it's lost in translation. Honestly, it doesn't make you a bad person. But I think with Julia, I think that for Western fans, you know, Julia is pretty. She's confident. She's the leader. Uh, she's got great gear, always in style, uh, great promos. Yeah, she's she can be the one who can bridge stardom to uh, the Western fans who may not be plugged in always with all of the Japanese culture. You, you mentioned something really important about the cultural differences. And do you believe that stardom needs to change the names of their championships? Do you think that they need to better differentiate for a Western audience the red and the white belts and what the high-speed title means and those sorts of things? Would it be easier for them to do that or is that taking away too much of their identity and, and or dumbing it down for for trying to get outsiders you know when you first look at stardom you can kind of go yeah what's this about but it takes like you know just a couple of minutes to know that oh yeah the red belt was the red is from all japan the white belt's from all japan and the red belt is the number one title the white belt is the secondary title They've got the tag belts. They've got the six-woman belts. Well, the high-speed title is is evident what that is. But um, I, I think on the surface it might be confusing, but I don't think it takes that long to understand. Who do you think could be a sleeper breakout? Because, you know, one of my favorites, Tomoko Inaba, who is training with Taka, and she's made plenty of appearances now in stardom, teamed up with Shuri, uh, there's the, uh, I think Karate Brave, I believe their team name was during the, uh, during the tag league, but she is somebody that I think once people start seeing more of when it comes to stardom, she is going to break out there, but can you think of a name that may be more of a surprise as a breakout? Because it's easy to look at, let's say, Amina Shirakawa, who has improved immensely inside the ring, but her gimmick, her looks, all that sort of thing, very easy for somebody, I think, who's not familiar with stardom, you know, to, to kind of gravitate towards. But is there somebody like a, a Thecla or somebody along those lines who you think could maybe kind of bust out? Who do you think is on the roster right now that may play better for a Western audience than, than maybe they are right now inside their unit working in Japan? I think Thecla is so unique in her style. You know, Fumi calls it being one with the ring. I think that's something. I think Azumi. I like uh, I like Azumi. She's almost like a, a Black Widow character. Um, she's very young, but she's super experienced. She's very pretty. She's very tough. Um, you know, I like I like her chances. This I'm gonna kind of dovetail this together with here in the last minute with Ring of Honor. And this could be opening up the relationship between New Japan and Ring of Honor for all of the wrinkles that they're going to have to iron out. I think it could be incredibly beneficial when it comes to women's wrestling in the United States and when it comes to really 
securing a spot for women's wrestling in the United States, there is no shimmer anymore. We see how tough it is to get on WWE and AEW television. There's only so many spots. When we get back from break, I'd like for you to kind of talk about Ring of Honor and how they may be able to serve stardom and be able to serve both of these rosters as they continue to try to expand in the States. Mike Sempervivi and Jim Valley will be back. Wrestling Observer Live. Did you know that driving under the influence of marijuana is illegal? Driving high will get you a DUI. And if you're wondering if law enforcement can tell you're driving high, well, everyone else can. Friends? I can tell you drove high. Parents? I can tell when you drive high. Relatives? I can tell. You drove here high, didn't you? So what makes you think law enforcement can't? I can tell. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Hey, Pack Rat. Yeah, you. Are you moving cross-country and you just don't know who to call? Call us right now. Listen, you've probably seen one of our containers in your neighborhood. But did you know that we can help you move anywhere in the United States? It's real simple. We'll drop a container off at the location you tell us to bring it to. You pack up your valuable possessions at your leisure. They stay safe right in your home. And when you're ready, call us. We'll come and pick up the container and give you a scheduled date of when your furniture and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the pack rat family. Call pack rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, pack rats. Call 800-569-7208. 800-569-7208. That's 800-569-7208. Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked! And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. 
Back on the show, Mike Sempervivi and Jim Valley are here with you at Wrestling Observer Live. I know probably a lot of you are saying, my God, Mike, you're just asking Jim all of these sorts of questions. Why don't you give us a chance to ask Jim some questions? Well, guess what? You're going to be able to do so Wednesday, right, my man? Yeah, I'm doing an AMA and ask me anything at uh, the Squared Circle subreddit. So you can go there right after the live Dynamite. So that'd be, what, 10 o'clock on the East Coast, 7 o'clock on the West Coast. So we'll do an AMA. You can ask me anything. I imagine the number one question will be, who are you? But other than that, I think it'll be a lot of fun. So you can ask me anything on Reddit and be one of the three people that will show up on tomorrow night. <laughs> hey, it's three more than would show up for mine. Uh, actually, I take that back. Probably ten people would show up, but You've got all those questions family. I wouldn't be able to answer. <laughs> You've got a big family. They, they show up. <laughs> hey, so, you know, I, we'll get to the, the world-famous Raw report, at least. Well, we'll get to some of the things that happened on Raw at the very least, but uh, I'm having too much fun with this conversation here, and frankly, there's uh, still a whole lot for us to, to really talk about here. You know, New Japan's relationship with Ring of Honor is going to be really interesting here as 2023 kicks off and i shimmer is gone unfortunately now and dave prezak is a hall of famer for all of the work and the effort that he put in all of the women that were brought over and got experience from all parts of the world but unfortunately it doesn't look like that's going to be coming back which leaves a huge huge hole in the scene in this country especially when nxt and wwe and god bless them you know a lot of what they want to do they'd love to get more of their people out of college directly they have the nil program that they are doubling down on hard they seem to sign 15 people you know at a clip after each one of those workouts that they have so they have so many people it's hard for women wrestlers to kind of come up here and and really have a spot to work with only women. I know obviously there are plenty of intergender matches and things like that, but a place that's going to actually be a place to see women's wrestling, there's a hole open for stardom to be able to jump into. Now, they're going to obviously need New Japan and Ring of Honor's help to do that. At least in my opinion, they're going to need Ring of Honor's help because I believe they're going to need Ring of Honor TV, and I think people are going to be able to get a lot of experience there if they decide to go that route. Can you see more dramatic synergy taking place between Ring of Honor, New Japan, and Stardom when it comes to the television? Because we talked about it a little bit on the Nightmare. You know, Ring of Honor TV airing on New Japan World would make perfect sense. But what also makes sense in my mind is maybe the New Japan Strong Show becomes assimilated into Ring of Honor's new show and you maybe you give people some value that way to order Honor Club by giving them a two-hour show where they're going to be able to see all of the people from New Japan or Stardom or whoever it is that, that may be coming over. I, I, am I crazy for thinking that? Uh, I, you know, I, to be honest, I have not given that much much thought. I mean, I guess it could happen. Um, it's possible, but I guess it all depends on how New Japan sees strong. Is it um, a platform for, you know, distribution and visibility? If that's the way they see it, then, yeah, perhaps they would want to collaborate. If they see it as a way to get young talent more experience, 
uh, then maybe a collaboration would be counterproductive. Um, I guess it all depends on how they see the situation. Also, the various politics involved. You know, Kenny Omega has seemingly has opened up the door for other Joshi talent outside of stardom to come in to America. Is there, can there be collaboration there? Or are there politics involved that would uh, make that unlikely? You know, there's a lot of questions that I would have before I'd be able to, I think, answer that in an intelligent fashion. I'll throw another one at you that I was thinking about when it comes to Ring of Honor. Uh, Tony Khan's got a lot of jobs, and he pours a lot of himself into the jobs that he does. And I don't know exactly what he does for Fulham. But what I do know is when you are a member of the Premier League, your value as a franchise is in the billions, at least in the upper hundreds of millions. Same thing when it comes to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I know he does analytics for them. I'm not sure how else, uh, how much deeper he gets into it. But again, yes, it is his father's job. It is his father's company, but billion-dollar operation, the NFL, and very important. His own project, AEW, takes up an incredible amount of time. It is very difficult to try to do all of these jobs, and now he has added Ring of Honor into the portfolio where he says he's, for all intents and purposes, at least for right now, going to be the Iron Claw and trying to lay out his vision. It is tough for me to believe, as great as he may be at all of these jobs, that at some point... He is not going to hit the wall very hard, and it is hard to juggle many jobs and do all of them well because sometimes on the way to that wall, the wheels fall off before you hit it. There are so many talented people out there inside of his own company. Dustin Rhodes, QT Marshall, Pat Buck, Rocky Romero even, gentlemen like that. I'm not saying any of those names, but... Do you believe that it is important for him to maybe, yes, start this thing up, lay out his vision, but get somebody else on board to do this? Or do you just believe that until he can't do it anymore, he's going to hold on to the grip of trying to do all of these things? I just, I'm blown away at his, you know, energy level, but I just look at it and go, how can you do all of these things and do them optimally when you are juggling all of these 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 jobs? You know, you look at the history of wrestling, and bookers invariably get burned out. Uh, people have talked for decades about Dusty. Uh, talk about how in Memphis they would rotate for that very reason. I am amazed at the, the energy of Tony Khan and the passion of of Tony Khan, but he is a human, yet yeah, at some point you think that, you know, it's it's going to, you know, he's going to burn the candle down at some point, you would think. Yeah, and it's, you know, Chris Daniels and Excal, I mean, so many people have had their hands in their own promotions elsewhere doing certain things that it just seems like, man, when you have all of these folks, you know, 
utilize them, try to utilize them, try to, to, to delegate better. I, I think it would be, it may be beneficial to him, but we'll have to see how the, everything shakes out with Honor Club and all of these changes that look to be taking place at the beginning of 2023 with New Japan participation taking place and, and everything that goes along with there. And it is going to be nice, too, to have that relationship because of the unfortunate politics that take place between CMLL and AAA that it, we're at least going to be seeing them Mascara Doradas. I mean, it was nice to see Jeff Cobb. It was a surprise, but to see Dorada and Jeff Cobb, I thought that was great. So hopefully they're able to use Ring of Honor, and hopefully they're, they're able to optimize it in the best way possible, and they're able to get eyeballs onto Honor Club, because I still think they're, they're going to need to add some bells and whistles to get people to sign up. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. I guess... We got to talk a little bit about Raw last night, and I know you you probably had enough of it talking with Dave on Wrestling Observer Radio, which again is up for members of the site where uh, you you guys kind of laid it all out about Raw last night. But Bronson Reed debuts for the Miz. It looks like maybe we have the end of Dexter Loomis and the Miz uh, feuding with each other, and and maybe we are going to have uh, Miz and Johnny Gargano and Bronson Reed and. And Dexter Loomis, maybe that's how that's going to shake out. But the rest of the night was was dominated by the Bloodline, who took over Raw. And what did you think of the show? For anybody that may have not have had a chance to to listen to you and Dave last night, uh, I thought it actually at times moved pretty good. I thought the Bloodline stuff I thought was great, added some danger and some energy to the show because you just didn't know what was going to happen next with those guys running around there. But that ladder match, uh, that was the epitome of hitting a wall. And on paper, it probably made some sense to tell the story and give them 20 minutes, especially when you're going to have a commercial break, debut Bronson. Uh, I certainly believe that they expected a lot more out of that crowd that they ended up getting. I thought the show was good. Um, I think the best wrestling shows are ones that have that show-long storyline and that theme that runs the whole show. Obviously, you can't do that every week. That would be tiresome. But I think when they do do it, I think it tends to make for compelling television. This was all about promoting December 30th and John Cena making Kevin Owens dominant with the bloodline. And, you know, what's going to happen now that Kevin Owens did that? What's going to happen when he is John Cena, the greatest of all time, as a tag team partner? You better tune in December 30th to, to find out and see that that bloodline get its comeuppance. We had intergender last night in WWE yeah. for the first time since I believe it was 2017 when Becky Lynch defeated James Ellsworth. And they kind of worked that formula. Uh, actually, they worked it a lot better last night because Akira Tozawa can wrestle his ass off and Rhea Ripley can keep up with just about anybody and I got to be honest, I got a huge kick out of that. And obviously, they worked it in a WWE style. There were no punches from Akira Tozawa to, to Rhea's face. It was a lot of dodging what she was doing, reversing what she was doing, and using wrestling moves. But I, I know that's a, a very polarizing subject in a perfect world for me. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't love it on a major level, to be honest. You know, and I, I know I'll get probably burned for that, but. 
I like women's sports. I like women's wrestling. I like light heavyweights. Like, I like divisions on things. Maybe it's because I grew up a boxing fan. I don't know. I got used to all that sort of stuff. But, you know, I, I like having weight classes and all that sort of stuff because, to me, as long as you're taking it seriously, it can work. WCW was a great example of that. Dean Malenko and Ultimo Guerrero and gentlemen like that getting over by just having great wrestling matches. You, you, yes, they were cruiserweights. Yes, they were smaller guys. But the story sold. The, the story of Jericho and Malenko was a fabulous one. It was a main event type of story. It just happened to be with guys a little further down on the card who didn't weigh as much. What did you think about WWE and the way that they did that? And can you see them maybe dribbling in more in this type of style? If I'm Ali, Mustafa Ali, I'm thinking I'm next to lose and get beaten by Rhea Ripley. Because he's next on the uh, bottom of the booking pecking order. Uh, so, if I'm Mustafa Ali, I'm thinking it's probably just a matter of time before I'm in the ring losing to Rhea Ripley. Did you like how they did it, though? Is that something you could see them doing more of? I, I'm, you know, it's a show. You know, you see Black Widow in the Avengers beat up guys. I just, I just, it, sometimes it, you know, it just, I don't like the idea of, you know, if, if women, I don't mind, I, I'm not like a male ego, where it's like, oh, I'm offended because Rhea Ripley beat up a guy and that's unrealistic. I just don't like the idea of a guy hitting a woman because it puts me in the mind of domestic violence. But her pinning him in a wrestling match, I don't have a problem. Well, there's the music, folks. That was about all that happened on Raw last night, too. We got a pretty good main event, obviously, with uh, with, with Kevin Owens and uh, all that. But we'll, I'll touch on that when we get back from break. Wrestling Observer Live. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. Do you have an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp now for free information on how to get started today. InventHelp provides invention services that help everyday inventors get started with their idea. We have representatives nationwide who will explain the InventHelp process step by step. Over 10,000 patents have been secured through InventHelp's patent referral services. Our services include professional materials needed to showcase your invention and 3D animation and prototype modeling that help you demonstrate your idea. Get down to the details of your idea with a technical drawing. 
The InventHelp databank includes thousands of companies who have agreed to review new ideas. We've been helping inventors since 1984. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's 1-800-356-7308. Again, 1-800-356-7308. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now. At 800-378-3508, 800-378-3508, that's 800-378-3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the show, Mike Sempervivi here with you. Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer Live. Got our last little segment here to go before we end the day. Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins defeated the Usos in the main event of the show last night, giving the Usos a little bit of comeuppance for all of the ruckus that they raised throughout the entire night. Also, there was a pretty darn good Bailey and Becky Lynch match as well, too. And once again, when Becky Lynch comes out, She's a star, and there were times where eh, the crowd wasn't uh, the best during this, but man, she and Bailey doing Johnny Saint and just having, I mean, I had a blast watching that match, and they are really good together, I think. Yeah, I thought that was great that the announcers actually mentioned that, so clearly somebody must have clued them in, so that's that's great. That's great to talk about, you know, some of the history of wrestling and you know educate fans more than just the baseline stories and characters like they did in the past and i guess if you know fans want to get a little bit of a taste of history they actually uploaded some old stuff to the network and look i understand the dynamics and the economics that people watch new stuff very few people watch the old stuff but putting up championship wrestlings from 1980 including the turn of larry zabisco on bruno sammartino the debuts basically at the time of hulk hogan with freddie blassie up there i thought those were really kind of cool ads to have even though i doubt people other than us would really be digging that it's very historical if you want to see history go back and watch it history matters folks they do just like wins and losses matter in wrestling just like hitting your time matters on this show and i believe i actually did that today which proves that jim valley is good luck take that brian Alvarez. but jim thank you so much my friend and whether i'm here or not tomorrow jim is going to be so thank you sir I'd like to thank everybody out there for listening. I want to thank producer Jared. I want to thank producer Dom. And we shall talk to you again after a while.